Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's been 365 days, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God has been good. Amen. He's been amazing. Amen. Oh, God has been good. 2023 hasn't been easy. (laughs) Uh, If I say it's been easy, I'll be a liar. As we sing, Taddy, it's been rough, dread. (laughs) But God has been good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He's been good. I mean, I think I said it when we're about to enter this year, that if God tells you that it's going to be a year of miraculous possibilities, it means it will be a year where you will need miracles. And... The circumstances, the circumstances under which we tend to need miracles are not pleasant, are they? So, it was there. <laughs> Amen. But by his mercy, we've seen his miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I'm sure when Abeku came to stand here, some of you were wondering why he looks like me. Uh, he's the only person I know who can open my iPad and my iPhone with his uh, facial recognition. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's true. It's not a lie. So I, I probably am going to write to Apple and tell them, you know, considering our age differences, it shouldn't be possible. And so there, there's a, a problem with their devices. You know. So I have no safety around him. Just. <laughs> Amen. The, the, be- the part of his testimony that you don't know is that in the midst of his own afflictions, he's drawn closer to God. Amen. Amen. The God of his mother and his father and his older siblings has now become his God. Amen. 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 And, and that is the, God's sense of humor. Amen. That he turns that which is meant to destroy you into your testimony. Amen. Amen. And we praise God. He knew, you know, when a doctor diagnoses a disease after many doctors don't know what it is, and then you go online and Google tells you the disease is rare, you know you need Jesus. Amen. And then earlier part of this year, my wife had to have surgery. And then after the surgery, she had to have a second surgery. Barely a week because she was bleeding inside. And the second one took longer than the first one. And the operation theater became a place of praise and worship among the doctors and specialists and nurses because they nearly lost her. And in that moment of great difficulty, God put me to sleep. (laughs) Amen. Because, I mean, what can I do? No, it's nice when you teach on prayer and you teach on the different types of prayer and you demonstrate and you speak in big tongues and 
you prophesy. It's, it's amazing. But in that moment where it was so clear that you know, I prayed the prayer of my heart. I said, Lord, you know that. I mean, it is only you I have. All this thing about, you know. But you know, you are all I have. So do what you have to do. And then strangely, I fell asleep for hours. And then in my sleep, I could hear one of the nurses say, hey, her body is rejecting something. She's rejecting. <laughs> Amen. It's been a difficult year. But God has been good. Amen. Amen. Many times, it is not the afflictions or the trials that are the problem. Because the intent of the enemy is always to steal and to kill and to destroy. And the biggest thing he always seeks to steal is our faith. Some have lost their faith in God. Some say they are no longer Christian. Because a trial overtook them. But trust me, the difficult times are the opportunities to experience his glory. Amen. As the English will say, it is rough seas that make great captains. Amen. 2024, what kind of year is it going to be? It's going to be a year of growth. If you're part of this church, you already know. We've been talking about what God has told us about the new year. Now, one of the core things about growth is that growth is always uncomfortable. Discomfort is the language of growth. Discomfort. When you're growing up, you have to learn to live in your body because the body keeps changing. And for the parents, you buy clothes today and in a few months you have to buy a new pair of uh, shoes and a new pair of this because the child is growing. And then they have coordination problems because you know, they, they have to learn to use long arms. They've never had long arms before and long legs, so they keep kicking what they shouldn't kick. And that's uncomfortable. But that is the sign. That is the core sign of growth. If you're expecting growth to be comfortable and easy because God is with you, you are not growing. In fact, why do we need to grow? We need to grow because growth is a covenant God made with Abraham. And we are descendants of Abraham. Amen. In Genesis chapter 22, the Bible says that from verse 1, one day God was, I don't want to say he was bored, but he decided to come and test Abraham. And by the time you get to verse 12, Abraham had sneaked away with his only son, Isaac, his son of promise. Biologically, he had two children, but the son that was promised was Isaac. So his only son of promise, he had sneaked him away to go and sacrifice him. And in Genesis chapter 22, from verse 12, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord speaks to Abraham and he says, don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw, I like the King James, it says, and saw an ewe caught her by its hands. You. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. 
So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Jireh or Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people stand, so, sorry, to this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. And this is the beginning of the covenant. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. Amen. This is God's covenant to you as a child of his covenant that he swears by his own name that he will certainly bless you. Amen. 2024, he will certainly bless you. Amen. It says, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. The second part of the covenant. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Growth. Amen. The King James says, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply you. Amen. To multiply you means he'll make many replicas of you. Many replicas of you. Amen. This is a covenant. It says, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Amen. This is called the Abrahamic covenant. And the Bible teaches, in fact, the Apostle Paul was very big on teaching that this blessing is for us who have come to Christ. Amen. We'll get there. In Exodus chapter 1, from verse 6 to 12, the Israelites, Jacob and his family, find themselves in the land of Egypt. When they were going to Egypt, the total number of them was 70. Total number. After God made this covenant with Abraham and said, your descendants will be as plenty as the stars in the sky and the suns on the seashore. I'll bless you and I'll multiply you. The total number was just 70. But in time, this is what the Bible says. Exodus chapter 1 from verse 6 to 12. It says, in time, Joseph and all of his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. He said to his people, this is the king of Egypt speaking, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and will fight against us. So the Egyptians, verse 11 of Exodus chapter 1. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Pithom and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied, hallelujah, and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. 
Amen. So, the growth didn't happen in a season of comfort and a season of ease. No. In fact, it was in the midst of fire, in the midst of slavery, in the midst of persecution, that their numbers kept increasing. Amen. This is the promise of God. So, is 2024 going to be a difficult year? In some ways, yes. In fact, the Bible says, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, he writes to him and says, listen, in the last days, difficult times will come. So it's always going to get difficult. By 1st January, by tomorrow, the world population will be 8 billion people. Few, a, lot of people a lot of people sharing fewer and fewer resources. So there will be more fight for land. There will be more active land guards. <laughs> but God will give you yours. Amen. Now, the question is, if this is the Abrahamic covenant, and if the Bible says, when I come to Christ, as part of my induction or adoption into this new covenant, I am supposed to experience this blessing, where God blesses me immensely. Abraham was so blessed, the number of servants in his house, just the men, were over 300. 300. Male, today we'll call them employees. That's a lot of number. Abraham was so blessed. Anytime he saw he got a visitor, he would kill a, uh, a calf or a goat. He didn't go and take something from the fridge from 1842 to warm up and make something happen. Fresh, fresh kill. Point and kill. Point and kill. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. If Abraham had any problems, money was not part of it. Abraham was so powerful, just he and the men of his household could defeat armies of nations. Amen. And God says, as part of your covenant, so will you be blessed. Amen. And as part of that covenant, you will grow. Amen. So growing in 2024 will mean that you have to make more people like you also. Amen. You don't have to be the only rich person in your village. You have to find other people and invest in them. Amen. Many will be ungrateful, but some will be grateful. And some will do well. Amen. To grow in 2024 will mean that you have to look beyond just yourself. And be a blessing wherever God plants you. Amen. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, in fact, he begins by insulting them and calling them foolish Galatians. And when people want to insult people in church, they say, oh, but Paul said, you foolish Galatians. It's okay. It's not a sin. <laughs> if you call somebody foolish, if they are being foolish. But Paul's argument to them was that they were a church that began in the spirit. Amen. They were a church that began by depending on God. They were a church that began by standing on grace. But now, they were distracted. So in chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ... You are the true children of Abraham. Amen. 
Amen. Did we just read in Genesis and Exodus that the descendants of Abraham were blessed and that they kept multiplying? Paul says to the church in Galatians, he says, there is no longer Jew or Gentile. We are the descendants of Abraham now. Amen. And it is not, it is not just for sons. There is no longer male and female. There is no longer slave and free. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Amen. It says God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Hallelujah. So 2024, what kind of year is it going to be? It's going to be a year in which you see the blessings of God. Amen. Proper blessings. Amen. Amen. And you will multiply. Amen. Amen. For me, the multiplying part is very, very important. Because what the trend in Africa is that if one person makes money, they want everybody to come and say, thank you, Saraga. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's not God's plan. If you replicate me, you get somebody who looks just like me. Amen. We intentionally help people come out of poverty. We intentionally help families find total liberation. Amen. It's not always they're coming for chop money and <laughs> say, well, I came to, no. Multiply. Hallelujah. It's going to be a year of growth. But this is the condition. This is why many don't experience the covenant of Abraham in their life. And, but that will not be our portion into 2024. Amen. In chapter 4, remember that the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. These were put in later to make it easier to read. So Paul continues, after telling all of us that the God's promises to Abraham belongs to us, he says, think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it is with us before Christ came. We're like children. We're slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father, now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Amen. God has made you the one who will inherit his glory. Amen. God has made you the one who is supposed to live as Christ lived. Amen. God has God, Listen, everything that is in Christ Jesus is your portion. Amen. So 2024, we are going to grow. And we are going to grow differently because we have different places and different callings. Amen. But remember that one of the core signs of growth is discomfort. You know, in fact, when you plant a seed, first the seed has to die and then it has to rot. It expands, it rots, and then it shoots up. Amen. It's, it's called imbibition. It goes through a process of imbibition. Amen. So I want you to focus on that. That the only reason why some may miss out on the plan God has for them is if they remain children. If they remain immature. You know, a child has no loyalty. You know? You give a gift to a child. You give a, a child some a piece of cake and say, give me some. He says, no. 
Has any of you, I mean, I was like that. You know, once you've given it to me, it's mine, isn't it? So I have the right to hold it. Say, give me some. Say, ah, but I just gave it to you, yes. Give me some, no. Since as long as we stay children, we live as we wish. You know, children want to do what they want to do. You know, you give them food on a plate, they take it, pour it in the sand, and then eat from the sand because they are children. So he says, if a child whose father has left him great inheritance, as long as he stays a child, he will not be any better than a slave. He cannot appropriate, he cannot receive that which God has given to him. Amen. So the main impediment to growth is when we refuse to grow. Amen. When we refuse, we, we insist on being the kind of man we are. Oh, before you married me, you know that is how I am. Even my mother told you that is how I am. No. That is not who you are. You've been adopted into the family of Christ. Amen. You are a new creation. Amen. Battles your parents fought and lost. Your grandparents fought and lost. You are a new creation. Amen. So you go and do the lab test and they say you have the same this. Oh, da, da, da. It's in the blood. No, you are a new creation. Amen. This is God's covenant with you. Amen. So you have to stand on this word. Amen. Whatever the devil throws at us, we have to know who we are. And that's why <laughs> I'm sure the leadership of the church will be shocked. One of the first things we are going to do in January, you know the early morning prayer we're doing, we'll start with Bible study and prayer. Amen. Because you have to know who you are in Christ. And I want to volunteer the book of Galatians. It's a very important book. Amen. You know, so 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, if you come on Zoom, you'll find me. Amen. We'll do prayer. We'll do Bible study. 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, we'll do Galatians chapter 1. Amen. We'll start from there. Galatians chapter 1. 5 a.m. on Zoom. Okay? You have to know who you are in Christ. If you don't know who your father is, anybody can beat you. But when you know who your father is, do you know my father is the IGP? That's all you have to say. In fact, even if he's not, just say that. It can save you some 10 minutes. <laughs> Do you know my father is a policeman? Amen. But when we say our father, when we know who our father is, it will show in how we live. I don't think the sons of Prince Charles, even the one who has run away to America, I don't think he wakes up in the morning thinking about what he will eat. He doesn't. Uh, if he says he's broke, they'll sneak money to him secretly because they can't afford for their son, royal son, to go begging in America. They'll sneak money to him quietly because of who he is. Amen. We are going to walk in growth. Growth in him. Amen. And, and, and the first part, January and February for us in 2024, is growth, growing in God. Amen. So we are going to get to know him, know his word, understand who we are as children of his covenant. So that when the devil comes at us, when the doctors tell us, you, you have this, 
when the, the bank tells you your bank balance is not balancing, we know how to stand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for 2024. As a year in itself, it will come with its own challenges. But we know who our God is. Even in slavery, even when they were in shackles, the Israelites multiplied in Egypt. They multiplied until they were uncountable. In 2024, we'll multiply. We will grow. We will expand. We will, we will take dominion and take territory. Victorious Christian living will be our daily testimony. We'll grow intimately and deeply in love with you. We'll become who you say we are. We'll walk in covenant. We'll fulfill divine purpose. We'll not be tossed around by any wind of doctrine, by any charlatan pretending to be your servant. We'll not be deceived. We'll be sheep who know their master's voice. And the stranger's voice we will not obey. Our marriages will thrive. They won't just survive. They won't just hang in there. No, our marriages will thrive. Our marriages will do it. Our children will grow in you. Your will will be done in our lives. We'll walk in great health. We'll be disciplined. We'll be obedient. We will live lives that in secret and in public glorify you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.